Jen Psaki just got sanctioned by Russia, and she's not alone. She's joined by her boss, President Biden, and Anthony Blinken, along with many others, including Hunter Biden. And so the Russians came out with a big list of people. We're going to go through it directly from a Russian website, uh uh-oh, and see what they say and how this whole story is breaking down. Then we're going to hear from Jen. Jen, what's your response now that you've been sanctioned by Russia? Are you concerned about this? We'll see what she says. We also have several clips of Jen and uh, some other developments as they've been unfolding around the world. And so let's take a look because it's been some time since we've had a Jen session. Here is Jen's unfortunate news of the day from Axios. Russia sanctions Biden and Secretary of State Blinken. And as we're going to see, the person who really matters is Jen Psaki. Russia has sanctioned Joe Biden, Blinken, and several others in retaliation for U.S. sanctions on Russian banks and oligarchs over the unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. Why it matters, the sanctions, while largely symbolic and expected, still mark an escalation in hostilities, and they're going to prohibit travel, and they're going to freeze any assets held in Russia, but they're not going to prevent high-level talks if they're planned. This is according to Bloomberg, which sounds like, all right, so I, I guess the question is, do they have any assets, or do they have any travel And do they want any high-level talks? I guess we'll see. Here, Axios writes, they say Russia also got Lloyd Austin. He is the double face masker, face shielder, joint, uh, he is the uh, Secretary of Defense. We've got Joint Chiefs Chairman Mark Milley. We have NSA Jake Sullivan, who got sanctioned. I don't know if he has any assets there in Russia. And here it is, folks. Press Secretary Jen Psaki, CIA Director William Burns, and other economic and financial officials. They also got Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden. And they're not part of the U.S. government. They're not uh, apparently going to Russia either. This is very interesting because you start to ask yourself, like, well, who's not on that list? I wonder, huh, anybody else not on that list? There's a big kind of a gaping group of people who are not on that list. A lot of uh, Republicans are not on that list. A lot of uh, Trump people, nobody of Trump's administration's on that list. Interesting. Oh, I wonder when we're going to hear from Colbert and many other people saying that's indicative of something. Well, we'll see. Here, they write over at Axios, the big picture, because of the invasion of Ukraine, Russia has surpassed Iran as the most sanctioned country in the world. While numerous Russian elites, including Poo, have been directly sanctioned by multiple countries. And so Jen Psaki woke up and she said, Kremlin, at it again. Now I'm sanctioned. Here's what she says when she was asked about this by the media. And one more on mm-hmm. the sanctions sure. that were imposed today by Russia against yourself, President Biden, other top U.S. officials. Um, do you have a re- response to that? And how will it impact any of you, if at all? Sure. I would first note that President Biden is a junior so uh, they may have, may have sanctioned his dad. May oh, rest in peace. clever. Um, oh. The second piece I would say is that won't surprise any of you uh, that none of us are planning uh, tourist trips to Russia. None of us have bank accounts that we won't be able to access. So we will about Hunter? forge ahead. What about Hunter? I don't know about him. He's a little shady fella. So maybe he does. Now, look, here's what's coming over from Russia. You can go over to this Russian website. And of course, I don't speak Russian and uh, don't really need to because we can take a look at this list. I do know numbers. That's a number one. And I can read this. Joseph Robinette Biden. And listen, 
Did you know that Joe Biden's middle name was Robinette? I did not know that, but that is kind of hysterical for some reason. No offense to you know the Robinettes out there, but it's kind of hysterical that that is his middle name. We've got Anthony John Blinken, and we have, uh, they included the middle names on here just so we don't make a mistake. So Jen Psaki might actually be onto something, right? If he's, if he's actually Joe Biden Jr., they might have missed his name there. Maybe they did just sanction old dad. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there's going to be some very interesting observations once that is explored thoroughly. We see here uh, under four, we've got Mark Milley. We have another one, Jacob Jeremiah Sullivan. Oh, that's Jake. Jacob Jeremiah. That's his name. Oh, that's very, very cute, Jake. We have here William Burns, CIA director. And then what do you think Jen's middle name is? Here it is. Jennifer Renee Saki. It's a very pretty name. Jennifer Renee. <laughs> All right. Number eight, we have, uh, who is this? That's Jennifer Renee Saki. We've got Dalip Singh, Samantha Jane Power, and there he is, Robert Hunter Biden. You're on the list. Hillary Diane Rodham Clinton, that woman and her names. Adewale Adeyamo, and then Rita Joe Lewis. And I don't know who those people are, but CBS News gave us a little bit of info here. Uh, Rita Joe Lewis is the ex-import bank chairman. So I'm not sure who that is. Deputy Treasury Secretary Adewale Adeyamo. Then, of course, USAID Director Samantha Power. Deputy NSA Dalip Singh. He's under Jake Sullivan. So Jake Sullivan and his and his deputy both booted out of Russia. Oh, well. So you can see that uh, this sort of uh, uh, patty cake game back and forth of slapping each other around with sanctions and, uh, I guess, angry letters and posts on your press releases on your websites is going to continue for the foreseeable future. And we'll see. Hopefully that is enough to avoid World War Three. I'll take that over, uh, you know, whatever else these knuckleheads will do. Here is Jen now. We've got some additional questions. Uh, Jen, now that we're sort of talking about you being sanctioned and the sanctions that you think are going to work against Russia, kind of, you know, continuing to do whatever you think they're going to, whatever. Um, are we negotiating? Or do you have any updates that you can share with the rest of us who are concerned about any of this? Jen Saki. Go ahead. So, aside from the request for weapons, President Zelensky has also requested that the U.S. be more involved in negotiations toward a peaceful resolution to the war. What is the U.S. doing to push those negotiations forward? <clears throat> negotiations. Well, one of the steps we've taken, a significant one, is to be the largest provider of military and humanitarian and economic assistance in the world to put them in a greater position of strength as they go mm. into these negotiations. We also engage and talk to the Ukrainians on a daily basis. Oh. And the president and this national security team has has uh, rallied the world in being unified <laughs> in their opposition to the actions of President Putin. So those are the steps we're taking. We also engage uh, oftentimes before and after any conversations that any of these uh, global leaders are having with both Russians and Ukrainians and encourage them to make sure they're engaging with Ukrainians. It sounds like it's a game of kindergarten or something like, oh, we're engaging everybody. We go over here and like, we bring them into the circle with us. And if they're not having a good time, we stay on the call with them. Even after our time is up, we just keep talking to them and make sure that they're staying engaged. And by the way, did you notice that Joe Biden with his uh, energy and vigor, he was going around and he was rallying the world against Putin. Did you feel that at all? I think that Putin kind of rallied the world. I don't really think that Joe Biden was doing much of anything. People were asking where he was. He was in Delaware. 
So uh, they're sort of living in two different realities, but Jen Psaki is doing a good job of it. You can't even tell. Here she is now talking about a follow-up question. Of course, you know, since you're helping everybody play this patty cake game, uh, are you even actually empowering Zelensky? Like, does he have any authority really to do much of anything over there, Jen? Like, for example, can Zelensky sit down with Russia and say, here's what I want. And Russia says, that's great. That's exactly what we want. Can we can we make this happen today? Do you need to call your wife or can we just do this thing? Let's just do this thing. All right. And can, does he have that ability? Here's what Jen says. Directly. So would Zelensky be empowered by the United States to reach an agreement with Russia? And does have he have to call his wife? Sanctions released as a result. Well, he's the leader of Ukraine, so he's empowered to have a negotiation with Russia. And we're here to support those efforts. Again, I'm not going to get ahead of a negotiation, yes or no. but we are here to support those efforts. We discuss and have conversations with him, with his team on a daily basis. So go ahead, no. George. Yeah. Go ahead, George. Jen had a little bit of an attitude today. She, she sort of looks like she had a long night, but it was uh, a non-answer, of course, from her. Can Zelensky do anything? Who knows? Probably not. Here is another clip from uh, somebody in the media asking Jen, hey, Jen, um, you know, now that we're sort of going to be in this thing for the long haul, it looks like, you know, all of the sanctions that were, or, I'm sorry, all of the uh, mobilization and supporting our allies that was supposed to stop, this didn't work. Once it got started, all of the sanctions that were supposed to stop, it didn't work. Now uh, you're, you know, taking people's yachts and things like that. That doesn't seem like that's working. Um, are we, we're going to be living with this thing for the foreseeable future. Can you tell us now, what are we going to do about this oil problem, this gasoline shortage, gas prices are going through the roof. Have you thought about using the Defense Production Act to go and help sort of bolster production, you know, domestically so that people don't have to live this way into the next uh, several years? Jen, any thoughts? Go ahead. On domestic energy, yeah. Um, has the White House spoken to Senator Joe Manchin about his push uh, to use to do more domestic um, oil and gas production? Good question. Um, I know that Senator Manchin has been interested in the president using the uh, the DPA, the Defense Production Act, to complete that pipeline from West Virginia to Virginia, the, the uh, Mountain Valley pipeline. Is the White House interested in that? Well, we've engaged with um, a range of members, Democrats and Republicans, including Senator Manchin, about a range of ideas they have. That's why so many things are on the table. I would note that the use of the Defense Production Act, broadly speaking, would mean you're paying a company to do what they already have the capacity and the ability to do. We know there are 9,000 unused and approved oil Ugh. leases right now that these oil companies could tap into and do more in. In terms of the building of a pipeline, that does not sound like it's an immediate solve for what we're seeing right now <laughs> is an increase of cost at the gas pump. Yeah, that's why it would have been a good idea to do it when uh, you took office and just kind of let that program that was already working just kind of ride. But Joe Biden didn't. First day in office, executive order. Boom, sign that thing. A lot of energy to make sure that a lot of those wheels sort of uh, came to a grinding halt. So that was Jen. Now, Jen also was out over the last couple of days and uh, we sort of missed some of these. Here she was on March 14th. This was yesterday uh, talking about you know trust. United States uh, made a lot of promises, have said all the time, you know, we support our allies and we're going to stand by our word and blah, 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 blah. blah. We've been hearing a lot of it. Uh, somebody from the media asks Jen, they say, look, Jen, you know, United States under this administration has had a pretty terrible track record of honoring those commitments. And so we're talking about future commitments and future promises that you've made involving other parts of the world like China, Taiwan, very uh, important regions 
Why should anybody trust you and what you people are saying after what we saw you do in Afghanistan? Jen doesn't really like this question. Take a look at her facial features. A little bit angry at the connotation here coming from this reporter. Treaty countries are increasingly alarmed after Afghanistan and this recent situation. Could you let the uh, Japanese uh, government know that the security treaty will be honored? And then second, um, for those of us that were embedded during the war, the whole situation with Afghanistan is quite personal. There's a large number of our people that helped us that are still left. Could you just update us on, on almost six months whether they'll be able to come back? Well, I would say on the second part question. Um, that that is one of the reasons that we've worked so closely with our cuttery, uh, with the cutteries uh, to maintain a diplomatic presence there so that we continue to engage with neighboring countries to bring people home and help uh, some of our partners and allies who stood by our side, fought by our side over the course of the 20-year war. That's ongoing. In terms of the, the numbers, I would point you to the State Department who would have the most up-to-date numbers. I'm not sure I understand your first question. Just a reassurance to Japan and a lot of the countries that have treaties with us that are worried, you know, if a situation like this develops, if those treaties are going to be honored. Which situation? How would it relate to Japan? Afghanistan is a long partner of ours. And so, you know, the whole situation that's happening now, Taiwan, there's a great concern that if you have a treaty and it comes to a difficult situation, whether it's really going to be honored. We've never stepped back from the, the commitments we've made under the Taiwan yeah. Relations Act, and uh, the president stands by Yeah, those. not happy with that Go one. ahead, James. So it, it's that same routine. It's we've changed. We've we're, Look, we've changed. We don't want to talk about that. All right, stop bringing that up. I have already, we already talked about that argument. You, you keep bringing this up. We've already gone to counseling about that. Stop, you know, letting it encroach back into our conversation. Moved on. We are going to stand by, you know, all of the treaties and all of the other agreements that we've made. And that sounds good until you don't, actually. And so we've seen a big transition. We've got the midterm elections coming up. They are very excited about having a new nemesis, a new scapegoat to blame for all of their uh, domestic and international uh, international failures. And so, of course, the always... Um, Interesting, Peter Ducey there from Fox News has a very relevant question. As usual, he's asking Jen, Jen, is this going to be the same sort of routine from you day in and day out? It's all Putin's fault. Here's what he says. The president's statement blames the Putin price hike. Are you guys just going to start blaming Putin for everything? Until the midterms? Yes. Well, we've seen yes, the price of gas go up at least 75 cents since President Putin lined up troops on the border of Ukraine. And and last month, the statement didn't mention the Putin price hike. It mentioned inflation because of the pandemic. Why is that? Well, Peter, last year, last two years, there was a pan global pandemic. Everyone who's a uh, global economist have all agreed that that has been the biggest contributor to date of inflation because of the impact on the supply chain. Obviously, global events impact the economy, the global economy, as well as global inflation. And the uh, price hikes as a result that have ex escalated over the course of time of President Putin's further invasion of uh, the impact on the global oil markets are, of course, having an impact. Uh it's going to be all Putin all the time, Putin for everything, Putin for the inflation, Putin for the gas prices, Putin for stuff not getting there on time, supply chain, economic woes, everything. It's all going to be Putin. So we're going to see that they're going to have this useful scapegoat that like everything, they're going to continue to beat into the ground, just like the January 6th stuff. 
and the list goes on and on and on. So that's our Jen Saki update. It's been a while. We got a good couple clips there of Jen. She's very Jen today in this segment. And so we're always happy to see that. And we'll continue to follow Jen along as she continues to do her job. I hope you join us as we do. Don't forget to subscribe before you get out of here so you can find us on the next one. I look forward to seeing you there.